The idea of strategic fit is really about two things, alignment and configuration. Alignment is about how does the business align its resources, activities, products and services with what is happening in its external environment. Configuration is about how does the business configure its resources and activities internally so that it is in a position to stay aligned and stay relevant. So strategy and strategic management does not stop when a strategy is written or presented. In many ways, that's just the beginning. What follows is an effort to dynamically maintain strategic fit as the external environment inevitably adjusts and evolves. In very recent research, my co-authors and I have been studying the conditions for a dynamic strategic planning capability. In other research, we've been looking at what configurations of activities provide recipes for high performance, realising that it's about which resources and activities we bring together, how and in what combination that actually matters. So with this in mind then, we're interested in internal consistency, which is configuration, and in long-run adaptation, which is alignment. One thing strategic fit is not, however, is a blind adherence to the current strategy. That's not the purpose of strategic fit. The purpose of strategic fit is about ensuring that the activities and resources that we are conducting internally have a relevance to the outside world, are relevant to the market conditions, and therefore we maintain a fit between our internal uh, actions, resources, practices, and what's going on in the external market. Now, in some ways, this may lead to the very obvious question of, well, why is it that some um, firms or some managers have a breakdown in this strategic fit? Is it not logical that all firms would choose the most appropriate strategy and maintain that fit over time? Well, the reality is that managers and organisations typically persist or adhere to current strategies and strategic trajectories even in the face of environmental upheaval, rather than seek to make major strategic changes or changes to fit uh, the new environmental conditions. In other words, it's not something that necessarily comes naturally to firms once they've invested in developing a particular course of action and, by logical extension, wanting to see that course of action through to its obvious conclusion. So ironically then, new knowledge does not in and of itself alter the current strategy or even the strategic direction of the firm. And this because of the problem of adherence and also the sister problem of inertia. This brings us neatly to the issue of strategy adherence. Strategy adherence is a potentially big problem. Strategy adherence is something of a paradox because confidence in the strategy can inspire investors and the market. But at high levels, strategic adherence can cause inertia in the face of change that causes medium to long-term damage. There are reasons to adhere though, it's not necessarily a bad thing. There can be efficiency gains and effectiveness gains. We can question whether adaptation is actually necessary, whether or not it's just a blip in the market or really evidential of, of a more major change. It could also be that we simply do not have the resources to move dramatically away or even partially away from our existing strategy. In other situations, non-adherence to your strategy can signal a lack of conviction, a lack of belief and a lack of confidence in the strategy by managers and executives, which ironically will play on the minds of investors. Also, sticking to an already predefined strategy provides clarity of strategic direction and, as to a certain degree, an extent, uh, extent of learning effects. 
But of course, the danger point is that at excessively high levels, strategic adherence causes performance to decline. Our, our business becomes increasingly less relevant as the market adjusts and changes. So in this sense, success will not last forever and excessive adherence can lead to strategic failure. That is, the failure of the strategy to achieve the goals that, or, or objectives that were set for it. Please note that by strategic failure, I do not mean full-blown organizational failure. However, the build-up of strategic failures over time can precipitate the ultimate shutdown or organizational uh, failure. This is a matter that we investigated in uh, one of our studies in 2010, looking into why do product market strategies fail and what are the conditions uh, around that. So in this particular paper, we studied particularly the issue of strategic failures. What causes strategy failure? On the one hand, managerial characteristics such as tenure, symbolic information use, and just blind strategy championing can cause strategy failure. Equally, structural characteristics such as excess centralization, excess formalization, and resource scarcity can also contribute to strategy failure. However, what we also observed is that the combination of these conditions, the configuration of these conditions, changes depending upon whether or not the firm is exhibiting high adherence or low adherence. Under high adherence, strategy failure is more likely when there are scarce resources, made worse by symbolic information use, strategy championing and tenure. So in other words, these things are interrelated. Greater tenure tends to lead to less change on the part of senior managers. This can be uh, coupled with strategy championing, symbolic information use over time as the power base of the, of the senior management team grows and as they make more and more filtered decisions. And then the adherence aspect is further tied together by scarce resources and the combination can lead to strategic failure. Under low adherence, however, it does not mean that low adherence means an absence of strategic failure. Far from it, it can still happen. In this case, if we have low adherence but coupled with high centralization, formalization, scarce resource and also symbolic information use, then we have the recipe of conditions that will instead mean that despite low adherence to strategy, the business will not be in a position where it's actually flexible or agile enough to change. The consequence of that is, again, strategic failure. So one of the things we can take from this then is that strategic misfit, the failure in the linkage between what the firm is doing and is capable of doing and is offering and where the market is or where the market is going, can ultimately lead to strategic failure or outright organisational failure. So in many cases, full-blown organisational failure is rarely something that drops like an anvil or drops like a hammer or comes overnight. It's usually a gradual build-up of several strategic failures over time that cause the conditions by which the firm is simply no longer competitive and no longer economically viable. So with this in mind then, maintaining this long-term adaptation and alignment, but also maintaining and thinking about the configuration of our resources and activities is crucial to maintaining a dynamic strategic fit between what our business can do and where the environment is ultimately going. Sustaining that is crucial not just to averting failure, but also to sustaining longer-term high performance.